Hey everyone, thanks for checking out Grubstakers, the podcast about billionaires. This week we're covering the youngest billionaire of all time, Kylie Jenner. Listen up as we talk about her inhumane labor practices, how she's stolen her ideas to make her profit, and a special in-memoriam segment for a billionaire that we recently lost. All that and more this week on Grubstakers. Get lost, please. Thank you. I can tell you that every job has its ups and downs, and a union can't change that fact. I mean, it is the magic elixir of our of our age and of all ages. What it does for prostate cancer is amazing. You get $200 million profit and you didn't have to pay any tax. Isn't that true? Listen, it's, it's, is that true or not? Yes or it no? It is. You do not pay a profit when someone, a, a, a tax when someone Maybe makes you sell assets. For you become Secretary of Treasury so you didn't have to pay the tax there. Oh. <laughs> In five. Four, three, two. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Grubstakers, the only podcast about billionaires. I'm Sean P. McCarthy. I'm here, and we got the full team today. I'm joined by... Yogi Polywell. Andy Palmer. Steve Jeffries. And uh, we got some great news. If you've ever said on Twitter, you know, this podcast, it's very intelligent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really covers, like, these, these deep issues, complicated, all that stuff. If you ever said any of that... We're going to make you None of you have said that. Sean is <laughs> imagining this in his head. If you've yeah. ever thought Yogi should talk about uh, billionaires that eat or don't eat ass more, this yes. is the episode for you, ladies and gentlemen. If, if you've ever said nice things instead of just complaining about <laughs> how we have a nasally voice, <laughs> if you've ever done that, sure. yes. yes, this is the episode where we let you down. Yeah, that's right. We read the Comtown subreddit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we're talking about... Uh, I say with a nasally voice. <laughs> because I'm dropping my voice. I'm, I got I got a radio voice now. Yeah, we were t- today. We're talking about Kylie Jenner. That's right. Uh, the the youngest self made billionaire in the world, according mm-hmm. to Forbes, mm-hmm. in history, younger than Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg became a billionaire at 23. What, what what's that sound? Do you guys hear that? Yeah. What is that, Andy? That oh my gosh, it's it's royalty free synthesized Pachelbel's Bell's Canon in D major. Transposed to C major. Oh my God! Did have, he... have we have some sort of issue with music royalty recently? <laughs> some sort of thing about playing Drake songs when we shouldn't? No. Uh, I, I I don't know, but I, I I think this means that we have to do our our in memoriam segment. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, we have been doing this for a year. I do think that we should reference some billionaires that uh, have passed on to greater pastures. Well, no, I I I've got a. It looks like I've got a in memoriam thing already written up. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll just read it uh, yeah, for, our, for our audience. Um, Take it away, Andy. In memoriam, Ehud Ayer Laniato, age 65, died Saturday, March 2nd, 2019, in a private Parisian clinic while getting penis enlargement surgery. <laughs> his cause of death was heart attack after an unidentified substance was injected into his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning his career as a masseuse at the Tel Aviv Hilton, and without any formal education, Mr. Laniato discovered in his 20s that he had a talent for raw diamond valuation. <laughs> Using this talent to build a small fortune, he then discovered that he had an even more lucrative talent, laundering blood diamonds. <laughs> Arbitraging diamonds used to fund armies of child soldiers in Angola and the Congo, Mr. Laniato started the company Omega Diamonds. Business proved to be remarkably good, as while Laniato's net worth is not publicly known, likely due to the fact that most of it came from funding genocidal conflicts in the poorest regions of the world, he was widely reported to be a billionaire. 
Famously vain and self-conscious about his appearance, Mr. <laughs> Laniato is said to have only forgotten about his diminutive height when his accountant told him his bank account balance, which he requested several times a day. Oh. His major life accomplishments include selling the world's most expensive diamond, the Blue Moon Diamond, to Hong Kong businessman and convicted felon Joseph Lau Luen Hung for $48.4 million, as well as avoiding a tax evasion trial with the Belgian government with a no-fault settlement of 160 million euros. Mm. He is succeeded by nobody because he was a miserable, loveless man whose only positive contribution to the world was having his heart explode during penis surgery. <laughs> Rest in hell. <laughs> I'm going to miss that guy. I mean, who's going to raw dog diamonds now? I, I will say that um, injecting an unknown substance into a billionaire's penis to kill him is my favorite level of Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> You have to sneak into the clinic, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then you replace the regular injection with the rat poison that you find in the basement somewhere. Oh, okay, nice, nice. The, the level layouts are very good. In yeah, that game. yeah. That is but, uh, Sean and I's favorite game series. Yeah, well, rest in peace to the uh, billionaire who died during a penis enlargement surgery. <laughs> yeah. What was that guy's name, Eddie? Laniato. Uh, wait, uh, Ehud. I already put away the pages. Files. <laughs> Ehud Ayer Laniato. Oh, All right. Anyway, All right bad people. for him. Age 65. At death. I mean, how much money did he have? He was a billionaire? I mean, no one knows exactly how much money he had because he's he had just a, a diamond. His, yeah, right. Omega, Com- Omega Diamonds was a private company. And uh, he laundered money for child soldier armies. So he was probably murdered. Yeah. He, he needed a bigger dick because he didn't have that big dick energy. How many yeah. of y'all like private primitive accumulation? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but alas, today we're talking about the one, the Speaking only. Speaking of child soldiers. That's right. <laughs> Kylie We Jenner. have the youngest. According to Forbes, so this was like a minor controversy online, is that Forbes magazine has their own definition of self-made, essentially. And uh, Kylie Jenner, according to Forbes, as of March 2019, has become the youngest self-made billionaire in history. She's and worth, I, I well, found a, um, an interesting uh, piece of writing on what it kind of means to be a self-made billionaire okay yeah uh that i thought i would read from for Mm -hmm. you guys uh this is uh let's see okay i'm gonna start from the beginning it's uh, volume one part one commodities and money chapter one okay all right uh part one 20 minutes later the two factors of the commodity use value and value substance to value magnitude of value the wealth of societies in which the capitalist mode of production prevails appears to be an immense collection of commodities the individual commodity appears as its elementary form Our investigation, therefore, begins with the analysis of the commodity. The commodity is, first of all, an external object, a thing which, though its qualities satisfies human needs of whatever kind, uh, through its qualities, I'm sorry, the nature of these needs, whether they arise, for example, from the stomach or the imagination, makes no difference. Nor does it matter here how the thing satisfies man's need, whether directly as a means of subsistence, i.e. an object of consumption, or Andy, 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 we practice juche here. <laughs> um, motion to purge, Andy. <laughs> I've still got like. I can't wait till the estate of not, Car- Andy. I didn't not mind counting the footnotes. When he took a fucking forty minutes to make pages. a royalty-free song sound worse somehow, <laughs> but just straight reading a book that I don't even understand is worse. What? This is the Kylie Jenner episode. It's the ass-eating episode of the century. It's now we're going to get a DMCA takedown notice from the estate of Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that too. So. No, it's all right. 
Every useful thing, for example, iron, paper, except what? I'm not. We're too good to read the entirety of Karl Marx's yes, we are too Capital good for that. Volume One. Can we do? A I'm not s- reading Volume Two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't worry. Or three. Are you finished? Uh, well, no. Oh <laughs> Is it 48 hours later? <laughs> All right. Well, what do you what do you propose? We don't talk about Kylie Jenner on this episode. We tease no, Kylie okay. Jenner. I just want to explain what a self-made billionaire is. <sighs> Andy, uh, well, every th- useful thing is a whole composed of many properties. Oh it can therefore be useful in various ways. The discovery of these ways, and hence of the manifold uses of things, uh-huh. is the work of history. Okay. So also is the invention of socially recognized standards of measurement yes, of course. Uh, for the quantities of these useful objects. Obviously. Karl Marx predicted Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great segue into Kylie Jenner, who actually is an example of the dialectical unity between use value and exchange value. Value. I mean, I guess, I guess we could uh, just skip over the actually interesting stuff and go straight to who Kylie Jenner is. Thank well, Andy, you. Please, please enlighten us as to uh, why uh, Karl Marx is relevant when we are discussing a woman like Kylie. Jenner. I was getting there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Measures for commodities arise oh, in the diverse nature Sean. of objects to be measured. Sean, he put the book away from convention. <laughs> he even put a bookmark in being like, I'll open this page the later. Makes it a use value. And then you would open your fucking rat mouth. Oh, God. I'm more of a volume two. Okay, there's a. Uh, um, so Kylie the, Jenner at, is at the, the youngest here, billionaire. Uh, the she was born in 1997. <laughs> At, at, at the end of the episode, and he's like, "Hey guys, I'll edit this," and then, and then he takes it home and goes, "You know, so what I what I didn't get to is hey everyone, hey everyone, Andy here. I feel like my co-host cut me off before I really got to the part of Karl Marx that I think was most relevant. I'm just so, saying that the value of a commodity needs to be understood in order to okay, chapter eight. Oh, we're not even close. <laughs> I just say you go from commodity, and that's broken into we're use values on, and exchange we're values. We're only on unit, unity pair <laughs> and that's synthesized four of into 16. values, which is then uh, broken into the dialectic between concrete labor and abstract labor. Can the black slope socialists of labor. Twitter dox Andy, please? <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, then synthesized into form of exchange value, which is then uh, dialectically broken into equivalent form and relative form, which is then... Uh, Synthesized into money form. So my host, my co-host, cut me off while I was still in Capital Volume One. Yes, but of there were also passages from Capital Volume Three that I was planning to. <laughs> You're read. probably and wondering where be. the rest of the summary of Volume Four is. <laughs> well, we thought of that. I mean, you guys are lucky that I didn't do the Grund race either. <laughs> volume Five. Turn up the volume on this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yes, but so when we're discussing Kylie Jenner, it, it is interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. <laughs> Because I guess, like, kind of the the conceit of this podcast is that we we trace the approximately two thousand ish billionaires in the world, many of which are very publicity shy, hiding from hiding their evil deeds, and right. we try to expose them uh, because sunlight is the d- best disinfectant. We try to expose them to the uh, harsh glare yes. of publicity. Yes, we shed light to the darkest yes. corners of the billionaires' world. But when we're talking about a billionaire like Kylie Jenner, that is the worst idea possible. <laughs> So essentially, if anything, this episode about Kylie Jenner will make Kylie Jenner richer. Of course, yeah. Because the entire Kardashian business model, which I think is pretty fascinating, and I have encouraged mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. grubstakers to copy it, it's essentially just you have tons of bullshit with your name on it. 
you know, like tons and tons of lines of products, right, all different right. bullshit to sell. And then you constantly try to go viral, get attention, spread controversy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anything to get your name in the press. And then no matter what the press is, people will come look for you and suddenly you have shit to sell. So essentially you make money off of being famous, right. being in the news, you know? <clears throat> and um, I guess I do want to say we, we should maybe just talk a bit about the self-made thing because again as Andy was getting to I know on our Rupert Murdoch episode Amy Therese talked about kind of the Marxist interpretation or interpretation of how obviously nobody no billionaire is self-made oh Andy you got something on Marx <laughs> <laughs> on our Here, Rupert I lost Murdoch my place. episode give me a second <laughs> We edited out uh, when when Amy was reading the rest of the passage <laughs> that Andy was getting to. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Well, Forbes' own definition that they used for her ranking of seven is, quote, self-made who got a head start from wealthy parents and moneyed background. Mm-hmm. And to elaborate on that, the usefulness <laughs> of the thing makes it a use value, but this usefulness does not dangle in midair. Wait, is this? Am I still in chapter one? <laughs> yes. Uh, Am I still on chapter one? It is conditioned by the physical properties of the commodity and has no existence apart from the latter. It is therefore the physical mm-hmm. body of the commodity itself. Mm-hmm. For instance, iron, corn, a diamond, which is the use value or useful thing. Oh, okay. This property of a commodity is independent of the amount of labor required to appropriate its useful qualities. There's just going to be a pause at the end of it. He's like, still listening? <laughs> okay. Now, this is where I left off. When examining use values, we always assume that we are dealing with definite quantities, such as dozens of watches, yards uh-huh. of linen, or tons of iron. The use values of commodities Amount of likes on an Instagram post. For a special branch of... <laughs> Guys, I am reading the background to this. Yes. Well, you know, anyways, what, what I wanted to say was that people were obviously rightly roasting this on Twitter and elsewhere. The idea that Kylie Jenner is self-made right, is inherently right. absurd. But it is doing an interesting thing where I think it is maybe raising public awareness that maybe no billionaires at all are self-made when you have somebody as absurdly not self-made as Kylie Jenner. I was getting to that. <laughs> For, like, Forbes, their own definition, it just like ref- it just refutes itself almost. It's just self-made, but they still got a head start from wealthy parents and money background. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, they have to have you know roots in money well, to make money. It's like, yeah, I mean, she was... Born on third base, but also, you my, know. My, Does anyone want to know how you use money to make money? Because I have a useful resource. <laughs> my 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 greatest uh, beef with the uh, Forbes calling Kylie Jenner self-made is, of course, they are discounting all of the hard work that O.J. Simpson did murdering <laughs> oh, wait, his okay, wife okay. and her friend. So we're gonna in order to are, make. Are we gonna go into uh, uh, backstory? Yes. Okay, starting from the beginning. Uh, All right, so Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, The Ottoman Empire uh, decided (laughs) that they had a bunch of people with names that end with the letters I-A-N. Okay, Uh uh-huh. They had too many of them. After uh, the distant uh, relatives of Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian uh, sabotaged the Ottoman Empire's offensive in Russia, the Ottoman Empire decided to retaliate against them. You know how and, excited uh, I was talking about Kylie hold Jenner today. the saboteurs accountable. I came in with, so they, with hours of research. Yes. I came in with bullet points, not on my phone. Yes. I came in with uh, hard facts, and mm-hmm. all I'm hearing is this bullshit about the Ottoman Empire, fucking Karl Marx. And that's it so far, I guess. That, that was really Yogi, has, Yogi has a tack board with strings attached <laughs> to people's photos, and they all lead to, to Kylie. I had to buy seven People magazines to get all these photos <laughs> and cut them out. You know how hard that was in New York to get a magazine? 
I'm just saying, you, uh, Robert Kardashian is a descendant from his great grandparents. San, I, I guess they weren't involved in the. I think they left before the genocide. Anyway, skipping ahead, the movie Airplane debuted in 1980, uh, where with the line "Surely you can't be serious. I can't. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley." Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Nielsen mm-hmm. uh, was propelled into uh, megastardom as the best satirical actor, and what that led to was Naked Gun. And then Naked Gun Two and a Half, which oh. co-starred mm-hmm. football player and soon-to-be comedy star and expert throat cutter O.J. Simpson, alleged expert throat alleged cutter. expert let's, throat cutter. Let's get that out there, okay? And uh, if I when, throat cut, when that alleged throat cutting uh, happened, uh, O.J. Simpson he needed a he needed a fella to represent him. Uh, in trial, and in fact, he needed like eight, but one of them was Robert Kardashian, as portrayed mm-hmm. by Ross from Friends, David Schwimmer. Right, David Schwimmer. And when uh, the, the Kardashians were contacted to ask what they thought about David Schwimmer's uh, portrayal of their father, uh, they couldn't be reached because they were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we all remember that scene in um, <clears throat> The People vs. O.J. Simpson, where uh, David Schwimmer asks him, "Juice, did you kill your ex-wife?" <laughs> and he says, "We were on a break." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I yes. think, uh, and then he uh, ejaculated uh, Kim, and uh, I think okay. that gets All us right. up to where we need to be. If, if you're listening on SoundCloud and uh, you saw the part where we mentioned the Armenian genocide, make sure to leave a comment about how you love to listen to leftist podcasts that parrot CIA propaganda, <laughs> <laughs> because the Armenian genocide never happened, people. I think I would like to discuss the entirety of the Kardashian-Jenner clan. Uh-huh. I'd like to talk about uh, how they formed their union. Uh, originally, uh, Chris uh, Huden, uh, who would later be named Chris Kardashian, uh, and then Chris Jenner. Or? Yes, yes. So Chris, she's the matriarch. She's the matriarch Power of the, behind the Kardashian scenes. family. The momager to end all momager, mom, to me. Thank you. She married um, uh, Robert Kardashian and yes. then had four kids, mm-hmm. Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob. Okay? These are the first four. And they are half Armenian, but uh, Chris... And Chloe is half O.J. Simpson. <laughs> right, yes. Uh, to confirm the rumors, Courtney is not at all Armenian. She's half black. Uh, Chris... Gen- Chloe is allegedly oh, yeah, rumored yeah, yeah, to yeah, be yeah, O.J.'s right. daughter. Um, but Chris uh, J- Jenner now is a Dutch-German... Uh, Irish and Scottish. So she is a mutt of European ancestry. And then uh, they got divorced, and then Chris Jenner married, uh, at the time, Bruce Jenner, and now Caitlyn Jenner, famous uh, hero of America and patriot and uh, star in my eye. Wait, Cole is Chloe? Cole? What? <laughs> Chloe? Oh, it's just, I didn't make the connection that K H L O E. You've is. never seen Chloe spelled that way? You've never read. Uh, her name out? I've read it. I just didn't know that was Chloe. That's pronounced Chloe. In fairness, Andy's research for this episode consisted of reading several volumes of Karl Marx's <laughs> Capital out loud to himself. All right, so... Poor sad. That's just not true. So Chris... There it is. This is absolutely fucking stupid. So Chris Kardashian... What I think of then, us skipping over Karl Marx? <laughs> God, Chris Jenner had yes. uh, two kids with, at the time, Bruce Jenner. Kendall. Yes. She remarried and after Rob Kardashian. And then Bruce Olympic Jenner. Olympic athlete Bruce Jenner. Yes. And Bruce Jenner had four kids from a previous marriage Bert, Brandon, Cassandra, and uh, I can't even remember the fourth one. That's yes. how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kylie Jenner was born in 1997. 
and Keeping Up with the Kardashians came on television in 2007. So she was 10 years old when she started being on TV. So for the last, uh, was it 13 years? No, 12 years, she has been on television almost every day, essentially. And Kylie Jenner has built this media fortune off of very, very few simple things. Mm. And it's mostly insecurity of how a person looks, social media fame, mm. and seeing the mistakes of her older siblings who have failed tremendously making clothes, makeups, and sex tapes that launched their careers. Well, in fairness, they didn't so much fail as the uh, 16-year-old children making them in China failed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I did want to just kind of back up to the O.J. Simpson Wait, are you, trial Wait, are you saying bit. that uh, that uh, the Kardashians did not generate the uh, value that they profited <laughs> from? Because I have a, <laughs> a book that uh, goes you? into that. Do you? I want to hear yeah. no more of you reading a book today, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really goes against the entire idea of our Kardashian episode. I mean, it's not so to much... To be reading an 800-page book. I read, reading. I read Children of Indra, the fucking bullshit book right. they that wrote a Kylie and Kendall book. Ghost wrote. And yes. trust me, I, if, I, if I get to read that on the pod, we're going to put all our listeners to, to sleep. I'm just, it's not so much a book as it is a philosophy. Oh, uh, the property of a commodity. And, oh, wait, no, I already read that part. That'd be nice if in the sci-fi books, Karl Marx is like the villain. <laughs> He's like right. a reanimated Karl Marx that sees the wealth of the Kardashian clan right, right, and is right. now hunting them. Sean, you had more to say on the OJ trial? Yeah, I just, so basically, I mean, like, you know, everybody knows the Kardashians are famous for being famous or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so the OJ trial is interesting because, as we've mentioned here, Rob Kardashian was OJ Simpson's best friend. Uh and Rob Kardashian, actually, at the time of the murder, his law license had uh, had lapsed. So an interesting hap thing happens. And again, I'm not an expert on the OJ trial. So if, if you are and you're listening, please correct me. But from uh, I watched this short little Netflix documentary. Essentially, OJ I'll correct you because I watched the long Netflix documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, OJ allegedly commits the murders, or at least on the night of the murders, he gets on a plane and goes to Chicago. Uh he comes back two days later. Uh, he goes to his house, O.J. Simpson does, uh, to surrender to the police. And then by this time, media is there. And an interesting thing happens that you can watch video of. Oh, which he, just, he just uneventfully went to his house to surrender to the police? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He just, he just you know, uh, had a nice little drive to his house to surrender to the police? Well, that came later, the runaway. That was like a, a week later, I think. Oh. But the, the thing that happens is that he flies back from Chicago. Uh, he gets out of the car. He's, like, speaking to the police. And then there's media cameras everywhere, so you can watch the video of this. But Robert Kardashian is standing there. And what happens is O.J. Simpson's se secretary or assistant Sean's hands... making a stabbing motion with yes. his hand right now. <laughs> I'm saying this is important. Uh, O.J. Simpson's secretary hands Robert Kardashian a Louis Vuitton bag that O.J. Simpson took with him to Chicago. Robert Kardashian on the video walks out of the scene with this Louis Vuitton right, bag, right. never seen again. Yeah, and the speculation is that essentially this bag he was flipped filled, it on eBay. <laughs> this bag was filled with O.J. Simpson's bloody clothes from the right. night of the murder, double stabbing or some piece of evidence. But essentially, O.J. Simpson put his bloody clothes in oh, this it was much more than a stabbing Louis Vuitton bag. It's and more then, of like a sawing. And then gave it to Robert Kardashian, and then Robert Kardashian destroyed it or disposed of it or threw it in the river or something. So essentially, Robert Kardashian allegedly probably destroyed evidence for O.J. Simpson, and then that's 
set off a series of events creating the youngest self-made billionaire in history. O.J. Simpson can't burn his own clothes? Well, because he was taken into police custody, so you need a friend to destroy this evidence. I mean, Though I guess he could have done days. it in Chicago. Like, yeah, he doesn't have know. like a fireplace. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. There's a series on Amazon Prime that was originally made for YouTube called "Over My Dead Body," and the first episode is Robert Kardashian, and it's just a guy in front of a green screen, fake interviewing dead people, <laughs> and Robert Kardashian talks about this fake talks about this Louis Vuitton bag, and essentially confirms that it is the bloody remains of OJ's trash. But so uh, uh, Bob Shapiro was one of OJ's other attorneys. Apparently, he came up with the scheme for Robert Kardashian to reactivate his law license right, so right. that uh, any conversations him and OJ had would be privileged, and Robert Kardashian wouldn't implicate himself in covering up a murder. <laughs> you know, so essentially, like Robert Kardashian did basically nothing throughout the trial except like chill by his friend. But he reactivated his law license so that he wouldn't expose himself to legal liability. Is the theory. And uh, then the one other part of this is that, as Andy mentioned... That's, that's kind of the best. That That's a pretty cool job. It's like you just show up, you don't do anything, and then you chill with your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> essentially, Robert Kardashian, in these, uh, the watch, the over my dead body thing, he asked, like, his upbringing, and he's like, well, I had rich parents, and uh, I did a lot of drugs, and then I went to college and did more drugs. And then while doing more drugs, I ran into OJ playing tennis at a ski resort. And, like... Essentially, Robert Kardashian is just in the social eye of uh, L.A., you know, celebrity. And before he had married, uh, Kris Jenner was going out with uh, Priscilla Presley. So, I mean, Robert Kardashian, even whatever you want to think about him, is a dirtbag. Um, even if he's dead, I don't really give a shit. Uh, he's, a, he's a piece of shit person. Uh, Imagine covering up a double murder for the friend who fucked your wife. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> But that this is like how he founded House Kardashian, right? Because like so, and then the other thing is the first. So of course, obviously in America, O.J. Simpson trial is wait. Century. So Rob Kardashian was already rich. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Rob Kardashian rich. grew up rich. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, but, I like this is like kind of how he really, really sold. things took off though. Mm-hmm. Rob Kardashian sold like some bullshit radio company for like thirty million dollars. Nice. So after he got his I law degree and like was OJ's friend, I mean, you can't oh. just be a somebody's friend without having some sort of backlog of money because you'd be at work all day. You know what I mean? Okay, so, so all the Kardashians had like several million already. In their oh pockets. yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, and not only that, but the connection to the Jenner family only adds to their millions because of his, you know, Wheaties kind of, like all the money that uh, Caitlyn Jenner had when she was, what she still has it now that she's, you get what I'm fucking trying to say. All right, listen, for the listeners, I'm going to say Bruce Jenner from time to time. I'm not, no, she ran fast. No, she she was a, I I thought she was a swimmer. No, she ran. No, she's a runner. Oh. Andy, you don't know shit She's a middle. She's a middle distance runner, dude. Well, she certainly wasn't a driver. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Listen, she was yes. not charged for woman slaughter, and that's what counts. <laughs> that's what makes sense, ladies and gentlemen. But, okay, so Andy mentioned the chase that O.J. Simpson does with the police. Mm-hmm. So I what mean, happens there is that uh, Robert Kardashian is first. The Kardashian name first gets publicity where Robert Kardashian holds the press conference and reads what is supposedly O.J.'s suicide note. Because originally O.J. was making a run for it, supposedly going to kill himself. Right. And Robert Kardashian calls this press conference and reads his friend's suicide note. And then, like, you know, of course, he's there at the trial, and people are actually, like, every day when he enters the courtroom, somebody shouts at him, where's the bag, Robert? You know, so it's like, this is where the Kardashian name really becomes uh, famous. And then uh, Kris Jenner, his uh, now ex-wife, is 
smart enough that she gears turn in her head and she figures out how to monetize this. Yeah, they got divorced in 91. So it was over 10 years before Robert Kardashian eventually passed away due to uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in 2007, mm-hmm. Keeping Up the F- with the Kardashians was produced by John Murray, who did all of the like real world road rules. And uh, one of the former contestants, Tanya, put out like a uh, sexual abuse uh, rape court case against him and uh, she lost on that but I uh, wonder I wonder if uh, he has anything in common with uh, other people who produce keeping up with the Kardashians <laughs> now now how how did uh, Mr. Seacrest how did the Kardashians come into uh, public um, or what 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 made uh, Kim come into the public eye <laughs> Well, uh, she was uh, Paris Hilton's assistant. Uh-huh. Uh, she would help her shop. And then uh, she was in this relationship with uh, Brandy's younger brother. I don't know if you guys know this person. Is this Ray a J? Raymond? Uh... Raymond J. Yes, Raymond J. <laughs> yes, and uh, there was... Popular uh... PlayStation video game series. <laughs> Um, it was they, very weird to watch Kim have sex with a cartoon character. <laughs> I guess we can't use uh, any Ray J music. Oh, no. But I do have Rap God loaded up. Mm-hmm. The uh, diss track by Eminem against... We literally can't play either of those. So yes. I, don't know what, I don't know what you're referring to here. Okay, I'll just go back to Taco Bell's canon then. And he's like, okay. you know what? All right, well, I guess in that case, I'll just read some more of this book yep. that I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this time, uh, Ryan Seacrest... Uh, is is contacted by Chris uh, Jenner, and they they want to produce a reality TV show. The Simple Life with Paris Hilton had just... Ryan Seacrest, Me Too survivor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me Too career survivor. You know, say what you will about him, but he works hard. <laughs> I just want to say that's I'm I'm quoting uh, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One thing that bothers the shit about me, I mean, like Chris Hardwick and Ryan Seacrest. Feminism, like, go on. Yeah. It no, I look. That I think what the Me Too movement has really taught us is like whose PR firms are really worth the money. Yeah, sure. Certainly. Because like so like the lesson with Ryan Seacrest is like if you're in trouble, hire his PR firm or just have that much power right, and right, influence. Right. And you know, for those who don't know, just he was uh groping and uh sexually harassing his stylist and then when she wouldn't sleep with him, uh he got the company to fire her. And then uh, smeared her in the press and yeah. uh, retaliated against Ryan her. Ryan Seacrest is a piece of shit if he's you didn't know, ladies and asshole. gentlemen. It, um, and he's still on TV and yeah. American Idol and, mm-hmm. and all this shit. So it's like, you know, it's all about power and money at the end of the day. And all Yeah, but the if fuck- you think about how much value he adds to the economy. Okay. And- it just annoys me because Shut it's like, up, Andy. <laughs> you see this with, um, uh, what's his face, Chris Hardwick too. Like yeah. all the woke celebrities. You can think like- of all the value he adds to the yeah. economy. Oh, you mean the skinny white dudes that get paid to yeah. announce the show we're already watching? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there are people of shit. But it's like, you know, like all sorts of people like, um, what's his face? The it was devastating type. to me because I don't watch Walking Dead, but I love Talking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it just annoys me where it's like people will like front on Twitter and just call out somebody as an abuser because they have less power with them and act like a hero. But it's like, of course, you know, if Chris Hardwick butters your fucking bread, you're going to keep your mouth shut because, right, right. you know, you're Ron Funches. <laughs> Oh shit, we got the Ron Funches diss of the day. It just bothers me. It's like, you know, if you want to be a principal defender, like, open your mouth when it's actually going to cost you money, not just when it's free to do so. We're going to do the collect them all of uh, now famous former Portland comedians. (laughs) Oh no. Uh... Yogi's shaking his head. He's cutting this in post. I know. I'm keeping all of this. And Carmel, uh, watch your back. Anyway. Carmel um, is nice and, to my knowledge, has not covered up for an abuser. 
yet. <laughs> Are you saying this because he's uh, white? But uh, He's uh, Jewish, Andy, and Jewish people aren't white, so yes. let's not insult If them. we've learned one thing from the Bernie Sanders campaign. So... In 2007, Keeping Up the Kardashians is produced. It uh, home. Uh, it makes the sex scandal, t- sex tape scandal that Kim Kardashian. We should deals mention with. it's mostly believed that uh, the mother of uh, Chris uh, Jenner leaked the sex tape on purpose. Oh, really? Which is, I mean, again, we d- we don't have confirmation, but that is an interesting thing. Where another thing with Kris Jenner, we've mentioned she's the matriarch. She takes like a 10% manager cut of all her kids' earnings. So I don't know if she technically leaked it, but what she did do is once it was leaked, it went to a production company, and then they did cut a deal where they would make $5 million for it to be released. Was she right. just going through Kim's like VHS collection and was like, oh, I know what'll... Have you guys seen the tape? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeffrey is the pure virgin on the show. Um, I'd just like to uh, clarify that uh, Jeffrey is, is not a virgin. He is pure. And he is the only single member of Grubstakers, ladies. That's right. Um, yeah. Yep. Not, not tied down. So. Not. He's not tied down. No ball and chain for him. Yeah. I'll tell you, after I... Uh, just two balls and a big old chain. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. High five. So... Uh, once she's on TV at 10 years old, she essentially gets to see all of her older sisters and siblings go through reality TV show highs and lows, whether it's marrying and divorcing and having kids and so on and so forth. And Kylie Jenner, the youngest uh, of the Kardashian-Jenner crew, kind of learns from everyone's uh, successes and mistakes, and from that uh, builds a, a immense social media platform and a cosmetics company, which is now valued at $900 million, soon to be a billion or is a billion. Mm -hmm. The issue is that she's essentially selling trash that other cosmetic companies make, but hers is valued more because it's got her name on it. Right. The company's Kylie Cosmetics, and she's the 100% owner. Right. And the company only has, like, between 8 to 13 full-time employees, and then everyone else is a contractor. It has Mm -hmm. absurdly low operating costs. Right. Right. Well, it's hard to find any information at all about its cost but yeah yeah do you want to go to steven you were doing some research yeah well um so the company kelly cosmetics is reportedly worth about 900 million in that forbes article and he's like steve that's interesting but i was doing some research (laughs) and this book i was reading has an interesting (laughs) section on what you're getting at i mean i wasn't gonna (laughs) mention it but now that you mention it sean they constitute the material shut up shut the fuck up up, andy in the form of society to be considered here, uh, they're also the material bearers, uh, brackets, Traeger, of exchange value. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Jeffries? So as I was saying... All that and more. <laughs> the, the Jenner Kardashian family and also this shadowy cosmetics incubator company called Seed Beauty uh, helped fund the initial capital for Kylie Cosmetics. And also her mom is the CFO of Kylie Cosmetics. Oh, really? She receives that 10% management fee. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so this company was started in 2015. And from that time until now, from all the reports I can find that Forbes would have, that Forbes said they used, it looks like they've earned about $1.08 billion in gross revenue. And in that same time, the company's net worth, the, the company's net worth, yeah, has gone to $900 million. And that's just like, Basically, it's almost to the point that it's like thermodynamically impossible and how for that? her for her to have made that uh, for her to have gained that wealth from the company in that time period for a cosmetics company in the year of our Lord twenty nineteen. 
So, so how because like the average, the average company in the cosmetics industry. So like, if if we're to believe Forbes numbers, mm-hmm. um, they have an eighty-five percent gro- gross profit margin above their costs, and the industry standard is more like sixty to like a very high case of eighty percent. Right. <laughs> and at the same time, um, like this is a private company, so it's very hard to find any regular reporting on their financial. They don't release any financial statements, sure. mm-hmm. practically speaking. And there's no information really on their costs. All you have to go on is this revenue number that Forbes says, like, yeah, it's a, it's nine hundred million dollars valuation based off that. Well, they they used a really unrealistic multiplier for their revenue that you wouldn't see any any other private cosmetics company right. use of three three times. But like the industry standard is closer to two times oh, in 2018. Right. So it's just her branding though that they're adding into it to multiply. It's, it's you think? Ga- I think it's got to just be her brand plus just goodwill for the company. I mean, the thing is that through no, social media, no other cosmetic company has the 125 million you know Instagram people, Instagram followers. That's true. Or Twitter followers. The only like the Instagram. Like the only counter to that I would say is that. Like two of her sisters also have cosmetics companies, right? Right, and they don't—they sadly don't enjoy the same profit margins. Well, and this is what I'm going to bring up now is because the entire appeal with Kylie Jenner is that she has accessorized black people in her life to make it to she can blend and culturally appropriate without feeling like she is doing anything wrong by stealing ideas and being who she is, which we'll discuss more in a moment. We, we might have lost you on the misgendering thing, but we'll win you back on our complaints about cultural <laughs> appropriation. Now, is it possible that uh, Kylie Jenner is uh, buying these cosmetics on Alibaba and then uh, in the style of uh, a good Kickstarter uh, no. flipping it it's... Uh, by stamping her name on it? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of your Kickstarter sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, well, that would honestly that would that's like a plausible scenario for the, the gross yeah, profit what markup. The, yeah, yeah, suck it, Yogi and Sean. Mm-hmm. She's buying them off Alibaba. No, uh, it's made in Oxnard, California. Like, I, I think yeah, that, that maybe that's just the like shipping. If port. the business model was outright fraud, that I'd be like, yeah, okay, this this valuation what? works. Have you have you opened the door and looked inside their cosmetics factory? The, there's video of the sweatshops that is essentially the location that is the Oxnard, well, California the Chinese place. Chinese government won't let you. <laughs> the Chinese location we don't know, but the Oxnard, California location does have glass door reviews, and you know it's crazy. All, like all the reviews, some of them are like clearly people employees being like, it's a great place, but all of them are like the con is it's too hot. Like. Yeah. Put air conditioning in there. You're in California, but uh, that is a part of I mean, uh, billionaires. They won't uh, inc- increase the comfortability of their bottom line for any reason. Do you know how much electricity an air conditioner uses? I, do you know, do you know I how much would money argue, a billion dollars is? <laughs> I would argue that Kylie is uh, fighting global warming. They're Green New Deal compliant. You're right. So yeah. between 2007 and now. Wait, wait. I, I think, Stephen, you had one more thing about the valuation, uh, that it's similar to a, a previous entrepreneur oh, yeah. uh, so, who burst on the scene. So like, I got done reading that Forbes article. I'm like, this seems like another out-of-nowhere innovator I've, I've learned of. Hmm. Like who is this? The, um, Holmes. From Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, Elizabeth yes. Holmes Theranos. from Theranos. Mm-hmm. Theranos. 
and who I think they're just like in Theranos's case, um, she got she got to a billion from pri- outside private equity capital, just being their money being just shoveled her so, way. So you're saying that these companies that have white female CEOs are being overvalued over these CEOs that are male. This is uh, International Women's Day just happened, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I think Armenians that we're are saying, POC. I listen <laughs> well, to Red Kylie Scare. Jenner's not Armenian. She's just white. Uh, she's <laughs> Armenian adjacent. She's not. I think well. It, Regardless of what the gender of the innovator is, it does make her a great, a great American like Horatio Alger story. I'll, I'll yeah. say yeah. this: yeah. Yeah. of of a billionaire come out of nowhere innovator who right. did it all self-made. Right. I'll say right. this: right. Theranos and Kylie might be overvalued, but black turtlenecks are undervalued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm going to briefly go through uh, uh, Kylie Ruth Jenner's relationship, and it does apply to what we're talking about here. Uh, in 2000, I think it's 14, her sister Kendall turned 16, and on Super Sweet 16, the her television sister show. sister and fellow sci-fi author. Yes. The musician, uh, the rapper Tyga performed at the Super Sweet 16, and this was the beginning of the relationship between Tyga and, uh, at the time, 14-year-old Kylie Jenner. Uh, Tyga is a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyga and I incidentally have the same birthday. We are also he owes his career to DJ Mustard. That's right. That's because right. Because he's a trash rapper, and Rack City was only a hit because it's a DJ Mustard beat. So Tyga, <laughs> so Tyga is uh, 29 now, and Kylie Jenner is 21. So mm-hmm. you can do the math on how much of a pedophile he truly is. But uh, Tyga at, at one point was uh, with Black China, and he had a daughter Wait, carry with the... her. Andy, shut up. Andy, shut the fuck up. You've already interrupted too much. Shut the fuck (laughs) up, Andy. Um, The Forbes multiplier of their ages, we do not think is accurate. (laughs) I I guess Yogi can say you can do the math, but he doesn't mean it. You can do the math in your head. So Tyga and uh, Black China had a daughter, and then Tyga left Black China to be with Kylie Jenner, but not be with her because she was underage at the time. Mm-hmm. And throughout uh, her, before she had turned 18, Tyga had bought her like a Maybach and a Ferrari. Like, uh, he gave her a whole bunch of shit, and, and she made a billion dollars, which is very funny to me <laughs> that Tyga probably had to dig deep in his bank accounts <laughs> to afford these cars for, for uh, Kylie Jenner. He's like, these will be great as soon as you get your li- driver's license, Kylie. <laughs> right, right, right. Um the relationship with Tyga never truly materializes. They're on again and off again, and then eventually Kylie Jenner ends up with Travis Scott. I mean, it, do, it does materialize in the sense that Tyga commits statutory rape <laughs> multiple times. So Tyga... Uh, and should be in prison. That's right, Tyga. We are calling you out. This is your Me Too mo- moment. So Travis oh, Scott... Kid City, bitch. Kid, and kid Kylie City, Jenner bitch. have a child named Stormy. So S-T- I'm o- fucking children. Children. <laughs> so fucking children. So children. So <laughs> they have a t- Travis Scott and Kylie I'm only using Jenner. two keys on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know you're not using your drops at all, Andy. We've talked about this multiple I'm times. I'm using. I'm just using. Two. Okay, I'll use he other ones. Thank all you. The, expended oh, all the brain power reading Karl Marx. <laughs> so I, have, I haven't heard half the keys. www.whatthefuck.com. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have a kid named Stormy. S T O. S T O. Oh, she's been in the news, right? Stormy. Yeah. Yeah, because Travis Scott. Shut up, Andy. Um, Kylie trademarks. <laughs> She's doing stand-up now. That's right. <laughs> Kylie Jenner trademarks Stormy. I'm very name. mad about it. <laughs> what are you mad about? I'm I'm just saying that just because you had sex with the president um, doesn't entitle you to play the chuckle bucket in wherever the fuck Nebraska. Um, that's for hardworking road comics who uh, do who spend uh, years working out their. Uh, women be shopping material listen babies need to do stand-up 
So uh, Kylie Jenner trademarks her daughter's name, S-T-O-R-M-I, after she tried to trademark her own name, Kylie, but yes. then Kylie Minogue said, fuck that noise, Kylie's my name. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the reason I bring this up is Tyga is trying to get a birth test with Stormy because Tyga claims he's the actual father of uh, Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner's baby. Mm. And Ryan Seacrest is not giving up emails to Black China, Black China suing keeping over the card Ryan Seacrest over emails about a whole bunch of shit because Black China decided to date Rob Kardashian as a revenge because Tyga broke up with her mm-hmm. uh, early on as well. So I don't need you to make a chart. Well, Andy, if you were fucking listening, you wouldn't need a chart. The reason I bring this all up You've because made a great choice to work for Walmart because <laughs> <laughs> Tyga says one thing in an interview that is very good. He claimed that Kylie Jenner needed black people to fuck with her to make the money she made. She needed the validation Wait, of the black community. Tyga said this, yeah. Tyga oh. needed the, the validation of the black community to be successful. You need, you need black people to fuck with you because you need culture. I had a lot to do with that. Now, fuck Tyga. He's a terrible piece of per- person. However, Kylie Jenner's success does come from appropriating black culture and stealing ideas when it, when it comes to her designs for Kylie Jenner cosmetics and the logos for her company. And really, the sad thing is, is that she can get away with it because no artist has enough capital to challenge this. She stole... Uh, how her products look in the designs, the logos on them, even this uh, shirt company she started with, Kendall Jenner, where they essentially just put band tees and then their own faces on it. Like, imagine you had the ego to be like, oh, I love this shirt. It says the Ramones on it, but let's put my face on it as well, and then let's sell that to people for $40 a pop. By the way, uh, Grubstakers has incorporated. We are uh, Grubstakers <laughs> LLC, and we will be selling Ramones shirts with our faces on it. <laughs> yeah, look for our Billionaires or Parasites merch coming soon, after which we will all be desperately attempting to go viral every second of every day. There's a great article. We also have uh, ACDC, where our faces are the letters. There's a, a great article written by Tiffany White on distractify.com. Mind mm-hmm. you, I want, I want the listeners to know that I had to dig through fucking 80 pages of Black China, uh, Tyga, and Travis Scott drama to find any of this information because Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner are on the rocks because Travis Scott is, is DMing people on Instagram <laughs> and then he decided to delete his account and Kylie mm-hmm. Jenner's pissed at him and so... Um, she and there's also another person, Jordan Woods, who like lived with Kylie for a little bit, and all she did was take photos of Kylie Jenner for Instagram, and then she had a line in the cosmetics, and Kylie Jenner to be to to piss her off decided to sell those cosmetics at half off, and all the other ones remained the same price. So listen, there's a whole bunch of petty drama going on with Kylie Jenner cosmetics. Yeah, should we cancel Kylie. Old. Should we cancel Kylie Jenner for uh, supporting the Nazi anthem Blitzkrieg Bop? <laughs> um. With her Ramones t-shirts. I am glad that this is the episode Andy Palmer learned what Black China is. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. I. <laughs> She's a stripper and she had an uh, idea. Tyga's baby. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, okay. And then Rob Kardashian posted revenge porn of her and alleged she was cheating and she got a restraining order. I've, I've never felt older than I do right now. I just thought it was like, you know, uh, modern uh, dishware. There's a, I'm uh, only interacting kind of with black boomers chop. on Facebook. So. <laughs> You're like, I've got a gray table. Uh, I'm having people over for my uh, condo dinner party. I'm going to bring out my black china. <laughs> <laughs> and like the makeup she sells is terrible. Like 
uh, uh, there was a customer who had bought some of it and they'd found ants inside of it. And there's like a whole bunch of customers that have been like, I bought this from you and then it didn't show. Like it just wasn't in the package. Like right. the, the companies well, run very poorly. Did they charge extra for the ants? <laughs> no, they gave those for free. No, they, they but you know what's crazy? That person emailed the company three times and then they ignored her. And so she put on Instagram and then they were like, oh, we'll, we'll help you out. Um, and Kylie Jenner, apparently, if you give her money to do a paid advertisement post on Instagram, she, oh, she'll charge grub stakers. <laughs> we have to pay her a million dollars to do that. We should she, take out a loan <laughs> to get her. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, some, uh, there was a great, uh, article written by, uh, Laura Hanam of Yahoo News. Kylie Jenner earns the average UK salary in two hours. Mm. That is how much money she makes. Kylie so, Jenner, actually, she wanted to get uh, Woody episode. Allen's character from Ants <laughs> in her makeup. It's Aunt Z. So how old did you say you are, Kylie? <laughs> <laughs> I used to raise my wife. My, my stepdaughter and I, we have an arrangement. <laughs> the arrangement wasn't the marriage. That was an arraignment. Um, Wait, but so yeah. if we took out, you think we could convince a bank to give us a million dollars? Yes. Uh, for our corporation uh, to just buy one Kylie Jenner Instagram post to promote Grub Stakers <laughs> Patreon. Andy, you're describing the story of Fire Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was Kendall it's going to work Jenner, when we but, do it. We'll suck the yeah. dick. But yeah, like it's alleged. Yeah, like like Yogi said that they get a million dollars for an Instagram post. And if you watch that Fire Festival documentary, like Kendall Jenner was the other. Sister. Which one? Uh, either of them. The motivators or yeah. whatever? Kendall Jenner posted Fire Festival on Instagram, and there's actually, they're tied up in lawsuits about this because, of course, Fire Festival was a fraud. So if they have any responsibility to, to check you didn't go? the things that they're promoting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all went, Andy. You didn't go? You didn't come with? No, wait. Uh, so does this mean that Fuck Jerry's good or bad? <laughs> it's crazy how Fuck Jerry's name is Fuck Jerry, and yet when people post about it, they're like, Fuck, Fuck Jerry. And it's like... Just say this is a bad company. <laughs> well, I watched the Netflix documentary that they produce, so I think they're good. And I watched the Hulu documentary, so I think it's millennials' fault. <laughs> so one of the um, cosmetic, uh, one of the Kylie Jenner cosmetics contains a carmine, which is that bug that we grind up to make shit red, whether it's uh, yogurt or uh, fucking pop tarts or, in this case, cosmetics. And uh, also it, Tony Soprano's wife. <laughs> and it, uh, I was reading an article and it said that it takes 70,000. It, it was so sad how Eddie Falco got ground up to make Kylie Jenner's <laughs> makeup. She was talking to the FBI. <laughs> it takes 70,000 of these bugs to make one pound of this red dye, basically. Mm. And people have been using this, this bug to make this dye since uh, like the. <clears throat> The Aztecs. Like it's been around for a very long time, but the issue is that uh, we're dealing with an environmental crisis of insects going away. Fifty uh, percent of all insects are on a decline, and it is a cat catastrophe waiting to happen. And you might think, "Oh, I don't lo care about insects." Well, you like red shit because you won't be eating it anytime soon because everyone's fucking using it on their goddamn lips for Kylie Jenner cosmetics. And the only reason she's making so f much fucking money is because Instagram's a parasite on society and it's mm. insecurities that are embedded in children male or female it doesn't matter at this point that are making it that this she's this popular so essentially what she's done is become a leech on society's weakest individuals and made them pay overpay for products that nobody really cares for to a 
appeal cool to make millions of dollars on a post. And when she was found out that she's a billionaire, she said, it's a nice pat on the back. F- fuck you, Kylie Jenner. If, if I may play, fuck you. If I may play devil's Nobody advocate. Nobody should eat your ass. If I may play devil's advocate here, it sounds like... Uh, even though she is partially responsible for uh, the massacre of carmine insects, <laughs> it also sounds like she is making a more sustainable lateral transition to using ants. No. Instead. No. <laughs> it's, it's so sad that Armenians take out their genetic trauma on insects. <laughs> but essentially, the worst part of it, I think, is the fact that Kylie Jenner is essentially uh, doing a new age uh, minstrel show by parading herself in black culture garb and facial features to appeal to the masses. I mean, a lip filler is just larger lips. And I don't know if she decides to get a tan, is that not painting her face black? Mm. I mean, like the reality is, is that they understand the Kardashian crew understands that to be successful in society and in social media uh, a white person is not nearly as pop, 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 popular as a black person, and they're exploiting that to the to the nth degree. And listen, you know, some people are going to talk about like, well, they had so many good things with that friend Jonathan on the show being a gay person, and Caitlyn Jenner, and how that was handled. And you know what? As much social justice as you might think comes from the Kardashian crew, I, I, I mean, would... it was good that they had Jonathan on the show being a gay person. <laughs> why do you, Why do you think that, Andy? Because, you know, he was he was there, he was being a gay person. I mean, you know what's crazy, Andy? Like, so I know about how, like, like how much of this trash is syndicated around the world because I used to watch it when I would be in India. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like, you know, we look at it like, oh, some people watch this trash. But it's been on since 2007, and it's probably never going away. And they make 500000 per episode of the Kardashian show at this point. Is it still on? It's still on, yeah. And they mm-hmm. then like, and Ryan Seacrest has produced several spinoffs. Chloe and Courtney take New York, take Miami. The, the reality is, is that to make Chloe and Courtney take their hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ryan Seacrest has profited off being a producer on some of the worst trash ever. And Larry King had like a uh, profited me, off me, of being the hardest working man in show business. Larry King had like a a uh, celebrities and, and leaders of the world come and have dinner at my house. And Larry King being a great interviewer and I respect him a lot, asked the entire room, hey, incidentally, Larry King, Tyga and I have the same birthday. Um, he asked everyone in the room. November 19th. Everyone in the room, hey, what's your proudest moment? And Ryan Seacrest said, you guys know the Kardashians? I, that's my that's my proudest achievement. And fuck you, Ryan Seacrest. Like, you think making the Kardashians as possible popular as they are today is a good achievement in the world? You think the world, knowing that this crew exists, is worthy of them having $1.8 billion between them? Fuck you. I wish when Yogi... Sounds like someone hates New Year. When Yogi was going through his rant about how the Kardashians are leeches, I wish he just started going into a general thing about Armenians and endorsing <laughs> the genocide. <laughs> Listen, all I know is these Armenians are fucking everything up. And they ruined the offensive against Russia <laughs> that the Ottoman Empire was undertaking, so they had to be resettled. You don't just understand. They were saboteurs thinking. with dual loyalty. I mean, explain this. Uh, the uh, British and Australians who had a uh, far superior military to Russia, uh-huh. um, they at uh, Gallipoli were just shredded to pieces. 
But for some reason, the Ottomans couldn't get their machine guns up to Russia yeah. to uh, to take out those mud people. I say sabotage. Oh my god, mud people! You fucking <laughs> what? Are, but, are we not allowed to be racist against Russians now? They they rigged our election. Well, we, all right, that's how you. If that's how you feel, Andy. We said cultural appropriation is bad, so it cancels out. <laughs> Uh, but I did want to get to um, uh, something that we did uh, mention, two things. First of all, like, one is working conditions, the makeup. Like, I, right. I think we've, we've, we've talked about this, but just generally the arc is that in 2015, Kylie Jenner launches these uh, lip kits, and these are really what makes her uh, a supposed billionaire. It's, it's, now called, it's now called Kylie Cosmetics. But an interesting thing... That happened in 2016, a blogger, this is from the Distractify article Yogi mentioned, in 2016, a blogger compared the ingredients of Kylie's lip kits with ColourPop, or lipsticks with ColourPop, right, a right. similar makeup company owned by the same parent company, Seed Cosmetics. The blogger came to the conclusion that the lipsticks were identical, except ColourPop's lipsticks only cost $6, <laughs> while Kylie's cost five times that, right. like $30. So basically, yeah, they're paying the same. Or they're they're paying six times as much for the same product because it has Kylie's name on it. And like she's bragged about, like I, I'm working so hard to make this product for my fans. But like, there's one article in that. In one of the things that Detract for thing mentioned is that some of the cosmetics have been giving people headaches and like yeah. migraines and nausea. And so it, they're literally selling trash. I mean, you know, they 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 look at a fucking empty Burger King wrapper and go, "Ooh, let me take an Instagram photo with it," and then suddenly everyone wants to buy on eBay for thousands of dollars. Like it's literally that stupid. But I think that the you know um, Travis Scott deleted his Instagram because he's been DMing random hoes on the side apparently, and I love that he thinks that would, Kylie it, Jenner Yogi, can't. Would, would you say birds in the traps? <laughs> yes, 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 precisely. I love that Travis Scott thinks Kylie Jenner can't call up Instagram and be like, "Hey, can I see Travis Scott's DMs?" <laughs> because I've got 130 million followers, and I think we both know how much I'm, money I make for you guys. Mm-hmm. I love having the support of real billionaires. Yes. yes. And then just like another thing, we, we did mention this, but I do kind of want to finish out this part of the story, which is the uh, working conditions at Spatz Labs. Mm-hmm. And this is the one in California. Again, Oxnard. We, yeah, Oxnard, California. We don't know what happens yeah, no. in, in uh, Nanking, China. Um, but essentially, so this is from Radar Online and also Distractify. I'm sure it's great. Nothing bad happened in Nanking. Uh, <laughs> but so spats laboratories it exposes the workers to chemicals low pay they don't get health care they have no benefits for health care right. so it's like um early uh, according to one i believe this is an indeed.com review early morning shifts long hours uh you read uh was only provided with a lab coat hairnet and safety glasses no benefits the turnover rate was high i love that i could see how makeup was made from start to finish but the downfall is that the makeup particles make me cough and sick right so this is in california they're exposing their workers to these horrific conditions so we can only imagine what's going on in china and uh and then the other thing is that Right back where we started from. The last time the FDA actually, the last time that the FDA actually inspected this factory, we did it better. (laughs) The last time the FDA inspected this factory was back in 2006, and they got a variety of issues. This is from Radar Online. The FDA, the inspector found that quote, the batch production and control records do not include a statement of the actual yield and percentages of theoretical yield. Batch production and control records do not include. complete labeling control records that's how you get fucking ants in right, your shit. right and then they claimed equipment is not is used in the manufacture 
equipment used in the manufacture, processing, packing, or holding of drug products is not of appropriate design, of adequate size, and suitably located to facilitate operations for its intended use. Now, when they say theoretical yield, are they talking like string theory? Or? <laughs> but then, uh, uh, I guess it's I guess the politically correct term is M theory. <laughs> But uh, so some rep for the company told uh, Radar Online, quote, uh, the factory is no is not regulated by the FDA and has not been inspected since. So the last time the FDA looked at this, they found right. all these violations. But I mean, again, it's just kind of horrible if that's what they're doing in California. Imagine what they're doing in China. This is my prediction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. No, I've, I'm, it, it doesn't look bad in my imagination. This is my prediction. The reality is, is that uh, in an interview, they asked Kylie Jenner what she thinks of like her older sisters and like her how her pregnancy compares to Kim's, and she's like, "She's over thirty. I don't believe in life over 30. <laughs> and this Kardashian saga will end poorly at one point. America, I'm I already think... fading away, like uh, Marty and Back to the Future. <laughs> Ky- Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, like... arms, arms disappearing. Yeah. Oh no, I'm 31. <laughs> Kylie Jenner is like, yeah, once you turn 31, like every time your friends are trying to have a conversation with you, you just start reading out of Karl Marx's <laughs> Capital Volume 1 and really just boring everybody to death with non-sequitters. I really do think... Non- non- God damn it. No, I could have landed it. <sighs> Sean, get your fucking Canadian-European edition <laughs> out of our American show. I could have won the exchange if I just used a different word. Well, it's funny you mention exchange. Exchange value uh. appears, first of all, as the <laughs> quantitative relation, the proportion in which use values of one kind exchange for use values of another kind. And then there's a footnote uh, for six. Uh, value consists in the exchange relation between one thing and another, between a given amount of one We've gone over the exchange value of, of Kylie Jenner, but what's the use value? For? <laughs> uh, there was one other thing I wanted to get to, and then I'm out of stuff. Yeah. But essentially, we, we've talked about, particularly on the Walton family on part two, we talked a lot about sweatshop labor, and uh, you know, it's, it's this is a really horrifying thing we all don't think about. Um, but of course, the Kardashian empire was partly built on sweatshop labor. Right. And uh, this is again. Someone got mad at us on the Walton episode because I suggested that they all fuck each other. <laughs> so I will not imply that the Kardashians all fuck each other. Uh, I just I mean, want to say that for the record. Well, you know what's crazy? There's a bigger chance that the Kardashians fuck each other more than the Waltons. Uh, you're have, saying that I'm not. That is not the. They have that is not all my fucked, official take. Um, they all have fucked someone that's fucked another one of them. But uh, basically, according to both Radar Online and uh, the group, oh, that's China- like that STD thing. We're not saying like that. We're not, not saying it. Everyone you've had sex with, you've also had sex with everyone right, they've had right, sex with. Right. Yes. Seven degrees to STDs. Yeah. I think uh, that's just someone trying to really inflate their numbers. So according to uh, Radar Online and the group China Labor Watch, um, the uh, uh, Kardashian family's high-end K-Dash Kardashian label, uh, the Kris Jenner collection... Um, and then a couple other shoe dazzle. These are all Kardashian companies, all manufactured in areas of China with uh, government regulations are ignored, workers subject to inhumane conditions. And then according to this, uh, there were often 16-year-old employees who Tyga is attempting to date now. <laughs> um, but so there would be 16-year-old employees at these these factories. And then just like one brief ex- uh, description, the sweatshop workers live in squalid factory-run dormitories filled with the stench of sewage while toiling up to 84 hours during a seven-day work week. 
I believe they make like $15 a week or something or $1 a day. Oh, uh, uh, so they won the fight for 15 <laughs> <laughs> And then one more description of these working conditions. Quote, you can't talk during working hours. You can't listen to music. You can't stand up and stretch. You can't even put your head up and look around or you will be screamed at. If you get permission to use the toilet, you get four minutes. If you're highly specialized, you cannot even go to the bathroom. Wow. And these are the conditions in China that uh, the Kardashian products are made in. It sounds like a description of the Klobuchar 2020. <laughs> now, wait, wait. They cannot go to the bathroom or they may not go to the bathroom? <laughs> if they're highly specialized, they cannot go to the bathroom. But otherwise, they have to ask permission and they get four minutes to go so to the bathroom. So they physically cannot go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their, their butts and uh, genitals are, sh- are sewn shut mm. and to get unsewn that they have to talk to a supervisor. Oh, well, that seems tedious. They're, well, it's, it's very good for productivity. It's sewn shut to keep Tyga out. Of <laughs> 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 <And>, the urethra? <laughs> and with that, this has been Well, pro- is there anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing let's, else. Let's go out on that. I think this is, this is, that's how we, we close this episode, ladies and gentlemen. All right, well... Um, uh, you're welcome for not subjecting you to a four-parter on the Kardashians. Yes, of course. Um, and with that, this has been Grubstakers. My name is Yogi Polywall. I'm Andy Palmer. Steve Jeffries. I'm Shumpy McCarthy. Rest in peace to the man, the myth, the legend, the billionaire who died during penis surgery. Ehud era Vaniata, age 65. Never you got. D- never you did all of that work and then didn't remember his name? You couldn't just memorize one dude's name? I was working so, on Pocket right, Bell's can't. <laughs> this hey, I was working hard on this beautiful music uh, that you're listening to right now. Speaking uh, speaking of people terrible. speaking of people who have made money off blood diamonds, uh, I hope Pat Robertson gets dick surgery soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really sad is that Lonnie Otto never got to uh, experience that big dick. That's true. He never got to age sixty nine either. That's totally true. Alright, we'll have a new episode next week. Thank you very much. Bye.